You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. this episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast. Today we talk to Chris Jones and he explains to us amongst many other things how you run an 80k trail race on a broken leg. He didn't know he had a broken leg but the story is fascinating. Enjoy. Today on Fit Mind Fit Body I am very excited to learn more about my guest Chris Jones. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks Michelle. I have never met Chris and being Facebook, I was quite surprised. Somebody recommended a, a friend, a, actually a family member that I speak to Chris. And then I looked him up on Facebook and, you know, Tasmania being the size that it is, we found out we had, do have some mutual friends, not to mention the running world being the size that it is as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into your big running story. Where did you grow up, Chris? Uh, so I, I grew up and and uh, have lived in Hobart for most of my life, apart mm-hmm. from a brief period overseas. Um, I have uh, a wife, a lovely wife and three kids. Um, two, two of the older boys are getting into running at this stage. Uh, Billy's awesome. 15, Ben's 10 and Ash is four. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I work for the federal government as a data analyst. Oh, exciting! Uh, and and I, and I, yeah, <laughs> it's it's like one of the it's the job I, I try to describe it as as uh, my job is like Chandler Bing from Friends. Oh. It's basically the job that you know no one knows what he does, but but they're quite happy for him to get on with it. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah. that's funny. I've <laughs> had a, like an online business since two thousand and two, and nobody really knows what I do. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. totally, totally understand that. And uh, and in my free time, I run a bit. Just run a little bit. All right. Before we get into, did you run at school? Were you, like, what kind of sport did you do at school? Were you a person who ran around a lot, or not? Not so heaps. I mean, I, as as in primary school, I would run everywhere. Like, I, I mm. couldn't be bothered walking anywhere, so I'd just run mm. um, when I wanted to go somewhere. But I, but it was never any kind of structured formal running. Um, at, when I was in high school, um, the thing that I really loved to do was ski. Um, and ah. that was back in the days when, uh, you know, Tassie had snow to ski on. Um, and, and, and my dad and I would go up every weekend up to uh, a mountain in the northwest called Ben Lomond and uh, northeast, I should say. And, and uh, yeah, that was, that was fantastic. The problem was um, I had this, like my knees hurt all the time, uh, especially any time I tried to run. So I decided, well, running probably isn't particularly good for my knees. Mm. So I stopped and got quite unfit as a teenager, mm. um, except for the skiing. Um, and so, so yeah, through my, through my teenage years, I didn't run at all. Um, and, and I sort of had the idea that it wasn't for me. It wasn't until I was in my early twenties that I started again. Oh, wow. So, so did you go to uni? Like you said, what yeah. your career path was. So you went into uni. What did you study at uni? Uh, studied uh, arts first up, studied languages, yeah. um, Japanese and German, um, and and uh, then later on did information systems. 
Um, but I loved languages, really loved um, exploring other cultures. And that was, that was, yeah, like why I went to Japan a few years later. And that's actually where I started running again. Did you live in Japan? Yeah, for a couple of years. Oh, or, wow. I, yeah, that, no, it was actually only about a year, about 12 yeah, months. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, so you were a school of, I assume, in Hobart. I shouldn't say, mm-hmm. obviously, I always use that word. So you, school in, you went to uni in Hobart and you did languages and information systems. Yep. as well and then you ended up going to japan so what led you to japan apart from the fact that you had learned japanese uh look i mean when i was in high school i did a study tour with the school so mm-hmm. so the local high school had, a, had an exchange program with um, our sister city in japan yep. and uh and so i had the chance to go over there and it completely blew my mind it was just the most amazing place yeah and and uh when i came back that was only two weeks and when i came back i made up my mind well i'm just gonna have to go back there and so i decided well i'm gonna have to learn the language then so i started studying it yes. and, and Turned out I really enjoyed it and had a certain level of aptitude for it. So, so I kept going through uni and, um, and yeah, it was always sort of a short-term plan for me to go over there and teach English um, in the schools. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, yeah, that's, that's what I did. Unfortunately, I, I, I well, fortunately, I met my wife um, or, or the, the woman who was to become my wife shortly before I left. Uh. So, so I was on a short time scale. I might have stayed for longer except I had to come back to get married. Oh, nice. (laughs) And she didn't want to go to Japan. (laughs) Uh, She came and visited me a couple of times and, and, and enjoyed it. Uh, But, uh, but no, we were, we were moving back to Tassie. That was where we were going to live. That that was the decision. So you said that you, um, that's where you started running as an adult. Yeah. How did that happen? Well, as I say, I was pretty unfit Mm -hmm. and uh, I, I started um, going to this local gym and it being Japan, it had all this really fancy whip, you know, whiz bang equipment, even though yeah. it was a fairly, uh, like it was, it was kind of the equivalent of a police and citizens youth club okay. kind of thing. It was yeah. a local community thing. It wasn't an expensive place, but they had great equipment and they had these exercise bikes and the exercise bikes had a fitness test built in where you mm-hmm. clipped onto your ear and it'd measure your VO2 max and that kind of stuff. And I didn't know what a VO2 max was, but, um, but I hopped on it just to say, oh, I wonder how I'm going. And, and so I did the exercise test and I didn't know if it was any good or not. It gave me a readout, printed out a readout with some numbers on it. And I took it up to the desk at the front and um, showed them the th- three numbers, I think it was, that it printed out. I can't remember what they were. But um, the, one of the coaches at the desk, the personal trainers at the desk, took a look at it and said, yep, so uh, this is your readout. Um, you're, you're not too bad here, but you're a bit low at this level. So, you know, if you, if you, start, if you work hard you, and do a bit more aerobic exercise, you should get better. And I said, oh, okay, so I'll, I'll be pretty good. And he said, well, if you exercise, you'll probably get to average. And that was a bit of a shock to my system. Go, what? I'm I'm not fit. Yeah, because like I've heard this this statistic. I don't know if it's true or not. Something that 85% of Australian men think that they're above average fitness. Mm-hmm. And and I thought I was one of those. So so when I found out that I wasn't fit, that was a bit a bit of a rude shock. And um, so I, I thought, well, I better start doing something. And uh, so I, uh, and it was shortly after that, that 
um, one of the teachers at the school that I was teaching at, one of the phys ed teachers said, mm-hmm. uh, I tell you what, we've got a pretty good um, middle distance running team at our school. Yeah. If you can beat them uh, on, in the 1500 metres at the upcoming um, school carnival, uh, I'll buy you a beer. And so I thought, well, how, could, how hard could that be? A bunch of like ragamuffin teenagers. I'm, I'm 23. Um, I'll just train a bit and then I'll be right. Because uh, so, I'm almost yeah, average. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I start, I start, that was when the running started. Yep. Oh, wow. And did you, well, I don't know. You can't just leave us. Did you, did you get the beer? How did you go with the teenagers? It was, it was, <laughs> it was interesting what happened. I, 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 so I, I jumped on a treadmill at the gym and just just put it up as fast as it would go which was about 16 k's an hour a few times and just tried to hang on uh for the for the 15 for the for and to 1.5 k's and and thought okay that's pretty good like i mean i can't go any faster because the the treadmill doesn't go any faster faster. that's right so i must be pretty fast i'll be all right and um and my, I, I had a bit of a plan. My plan was to to run as hard as I could and stay with the the front runners for mm-hmm. as long as possible. And then when I had to draw back, then I'd be all right. And then um, on the day, these kids who who you know Japanese young Japanese kids, fifteen year old kids who were like built like absolute whippets, showed up on the start line, and and I had you know just dodgy sneakers and that kind of stuff and I was I was quite a bit taller than most of them because they weren't fully grown I felt like I was standing out um yeah and and like nothing on earth and just stood at the start line and and they were clearly warmed up they were ready to go I had no idea what I was doing (laughs) and the the starting gun went and they just took off like a rocket it was immediately obvious that even if I was sprinting I couldn't possibly keep up with them (laughs) Um, they were going so fast and and um, I don't know what goal speed I had in mind but I was just going going along as fast as I could and and somewhere along the way like it was I I, I started to feel really lightheaded and it was almost like my vision was starting to tunnel um, to as, as I was I was running out of oxygen as I was going and I was just pelting along as hard as I could and I could hear someone right behind me I was sort of in the middle of the pack I think and, and I could hear someone right behind me on my tail and I didn't want him to overtake me. Um, and so then the, like towards the end, the, one of the, the, um, the phys ed teacher who'd put me up to this yelled out um, in, in sort of English, he said, next or last or. And, and I thought that meant that the next lap was the last one. Uh-huh. Um, and so I put on a spurt and got around as quick as I could. And then as I came around, she, she said, last or now? And, and so like previously she'd been saying it was the next to the last lap and I had <laughs> nothing left in the tank and I had to do another lap of it. And, and I was just, uh, it was, it was in agony and, and I managed to get around. And I think, I think it was somewhere in the vicinity of somewhere a little bit under five minutes or something like that. So, wow. so, no so. No wonder you were ex- like. I was, uh, yeah, like I couldn't, could barely stand. But these kids, yeah. and they just trotted off to the to to get a drink of water, and and there was nothing wrong, and it was it was like it was almost I almost had a heart attack in the process. But and so I didn't beat them, uh, but I did get a beer anyway. I was going to say, did you buy the beer or they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, but yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. It tasted pretty good though. I bet it did. So what, why did you 
keep running. Like you've just shared a, what would have sounded like a horrendous experience. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and, and so what happened was the, the, um, the leader or the, the coach of the, um, the running club at the school uh, invited me, said, oh, you didn't do too badly. You're welcome to come and train with us anytime you like. And so wow. I actually headed out with them the following morning and, and did, a bit, did a bit of training with them. And, and I, I was just sort of jogging around really slowly. Um, uh, and, and, but but they, were, they were lovely kids and he was, he was a lovely teacher, the coach. And I just sort of stuck with them. I, I ran with them. They were training every day wow. and they were training for a long time. They're really dedicated kids and they're training for a long time after school every day. Mm -hmm. And I committed to training with them like every second day. Mm -hmm. Um, And and they kept saying, you have to come every day because you're not getting fit enough. And I said, well, I think every second day is good. I need a bit of rest. (laughs) I'm Um, old. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. And these, these, these kids. And so like my knees continued to hurt a bit, but I just kind of, um, uh, I think maybe it was just the, the heat up there mm. made it a little bit more tolerable and um so yeah I, I kept going with them and and just really enjoyed it i also um bought a heart rate monitor okay. michelle and that like i got it really early on and this was sort of 2001 um so yeah. sort of the early days of it mm-hmm. but but it basically would give me a readout of how like how hard i was working yeah yeah, and, and the thing was, prior to that, I think that was the other problem. I'd been running too hard. Whenever mm. I tried to run as a kid, I, w- I would always sprint um, as hard as I could, wear myself out, and then go, well, I'm not up to running. Mm. And this thing would tell me, yeah, you're, hard, you're going way too hard. And it just coached me to slow down a bit and, um, and take it a bit more easy. And when I, when I really slowed down, and I was, to start off with, I was going a lot slower than I felt comfortable. I actually found that, oh, this is, this is really enjoyable. <laughs> It's the, being able to get the data, isn't it? So being yeah. able to, it's like some people, uh, especially for their running, that's a really important element for them or a motivator maybe is the thing that keeps mm. them going is the data, whether it's the data of how they're improving or whatever, but also as you, well, I've found as I've got older, I've got more into the heart rate stuff. I used to have a polar pace as well. <laughs> but, you know, looking at, at, the, um, at the heart rate and seeing what you can do if you run a bit slower and keep your heart rate within a certain um, range that is recommended for certain types of training and how that can then improve the overall data of your running too, when you look at it, which is kind of exciting really, which is what you found. And it was enjoyable. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, we, we may get to this later on. I've tried to, to wean myself off it in the later years, mm. but, uh, you know, being interested in evidence and being, mm a bit um distrustful of my own subjective oh. perception of effort i've always yep. liked the hard figures that it tells yep. me yeah that is interesting and i can see why yeah we'll get into that that's kind of that is a fascinating thing okay so you you come back to australia you get married mm-hmm. which is lovely and mm-hmm. but you kept running it sounded to me and correct me if i'm wrong uh, that in japan Yes, you kind of developed an enjoyment of the process, but it was also quite a social thing. Like mm. you really enjoyed hanging out with those kids and the coach was great. And, and it, they, they kind of set up, a bit like park run, I suppose, they set up an environment for you to, to turn up and, and be social and do some running. 
So mm. what did, how did you keep it up when you came back and, and got into, you know, your normal Hobart life? Yeah. I, I mean, I probably, I might've stopped there, but I had a couple of mates who, you know, we were all in our mid twenties and uh, I think, I think they'd sort of realized that they, maybe they were getting a bit unfit. Yeah. Um, and Dan and Mike and Luke used to run together. Uh, and um, when, uh, they they had actually set themselves the goal of doing the point to pinnacle, um, yeah. the 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 half marathon in Hobart, um, up, up Mount Wellington, and mm-hmm. so so they were just talking about it in passing, and I I just sort of said, oh that sounds amazing, I'd I'd love to join that, mm-hmm. um, and I think they were a bit dubious to start off with because because they didn't like I I had been running but but I hadn't been running for a while, um, and um, and so so I you know I was definitely clear that I didn't want to hold them up and slow them down um but um but I joined in and um yeah like the first year we did it it was great because um the it was actually bad weather on the day and so Mm -hmm. they were going to to um run up to fern tree and then run back Mm -hmm. down again which is what they do sometimes uh but you know we had trained for running to the top of the mountain and golly we were going to run to the top of the mountain no matter what so so when when the people turned around and started coming down um we we decided to to head up the pinnacle road and and someone had a mobile phone on them and they called um their spouse and asked them to come and pick us up um and so yeah we by the time we were getting to the top of the mountain Mm -hmm. the road had cleared and they were able to come and pick us up but it was yeah it was a great feeling getting to the top of the mountain that first time and and uh we did it on our own and I think that was the motivation to keep going. I, like once I realized that, oh, okay, I need to set goals for myself. And if I've got a run planned, then I'll be able to keep going. Yeah. As soon as I stopped having something in, in, mm. in the future to, to plan for, I kind of tended to stop running. So, cause I've, I, I totally recognize that in my own life, like having the goal is often something, even though I want to just keep running all the time, having that goal certainly helps <laughs> I guess, yes. motivate you to get it out the door. Um, but when, like, when you are um, not running, are you really missing it, or like, what, or do you find yourself at some point going, "Oh, that's it. I need to find an event," or, or have you started to establish as you get older and you're running, or you start to establish groups of friends that you train with, even if you don't necessarily have an event immediately in the, the future. Um, like you start establishing routines around other people keeping you honest, I mm. suppose, or I don't know what the word is, but mm. rather than just dropping it completely, if you, did you find, have you found, I suppose, that your running career has evolved the mm. way, the way you look at it, if that makes sense? I don't know. Question. Good question. No, no, no. I, I know. I think I know what you mean. I, I, I think I um, have always been relatively solitary in the way mm-hmm. that I run. Um, I don't think I've ever been the sort of person who who really gets kind of um, withdrawal symptoms or something like that yeah. if I if I stop running for a while. So you don't just um, suddenly become grumpy and have the people in the house throw you out the door. <laughs> you probably have to ask Lucy that. I mean, <laughs> maybe I do. I, I just don't notice it. I don't think so. Um, and, and in fact, you know, when I when I don't run, sometimes it's nice to have a quiet morning. But um, it's it's um. I think it's more that uh, I, I just I know that overall, like in general, so mm-hmm. so I don't specifically get the rush from running, mm-hmm. and I like running with people, but it's more about the long term thing that 
I, it has made such a difference to my ability to think clearly. It's yeah. made such a difference to my ability to relate to people well mm-hmm. um, in, in terms That's of just having the energy to, to, to look after people and, and, and um, the patients um, because I'm not feeling agitated um, and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so I sort of plan around that. Um, and yeah, I, I think even now um, I, I, I still have to go, well, even when I've done a big run and I finished it, I still have to be thinking about, okay, what's the next one coming? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so I've always had a lot, sort of a loose idea about, well, I'll have a go at the point to pinnacle this time of year or do the run to run the bridge in February. And, mm-hmm. and that was sort of my routine for a, quite a few years. So what does your running look like now? Well, maybe before I ask that, um, because that might be, that's a challenging question at this very moment in time, probably. <laughs> I yep, was just yep. thinking, however, prior to um, February, yes. <laughs> what was your running sort of routines looking like? Mm, well, um, for the last few years, I mean, I think I think the last few years I've been focused on longer distances, and that came across through uh, a friend of mine, oh. um, John, who I who I know through church. Um, he's the first Tasmanian to climb Mount Everest. He did that oh. a few years ago. Wow. Um, yeah, really, really fascinating bloke. And he um, was keen to run the South Coast track um, mm-hmm. with me and a few others, and. So that we did in beginning of February, 2020. So, so prior to that, there was about six months of training, getting ready for that. Um, and that, that was um, Gosh. a tough day. Like well, we, we didn't, we didn't actually make it in the day. We had to, we had to um, camp out at surprise Bay yeah. on the way through. Um, and, and uh, a friend of John's who was a fisherman actually came and met us um, in surprise Bay with a, a tent and a bunch of other stuff so that we could camp out for the night. And then we, then we ran out the following day. So did you um, get flown in? Sorry, that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's not just like running the Overland track. Um, yeah. Cause I know that the, the, that track is pretty inhospitable at times. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so we flew into Melaleuca the night yeah. before mm-hmm. um, with, with gear mm-hmm. um, and, and, and left that the following morning for the plane to pick up. Mm-hmm. And so our intention was just to run out with the packs on our backs. Out to Cockle um, Creek. Yep. 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 Out to yep. Cockle Creek. And and so so things things really started to fall off when we started coming down off the Ironbound Ranges. Mm-hmm. Because if if you're approaching it from the west, going up the Ironbound Ranges is steep enough and it's rough. And you sort of in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, at least it's, you know, once we hit the top, we'll be able to go downhill. But yeah. then you get to the other side and generally it's wet because it's always raining down there and the there's tree roots all over the place over the like overhead as well as underneath and so Mm -hmm. it's actually slower getting down the other side i reckon than going up um and so so yeah it was the the day was dragging on and and um we were getting tired and um yeah we decided to camp out as it turns out the, the the poor fisherman who came to pick us up and his mate probably had a worse time of it the following day when they were trying to um, pick up our gear off the rocks because they, they almost capsized and, oh, and no. one of them went in, went in the drink and, and then when they went to pick up the bag they almost went, there was a great big tiger snake sitting next to the <laughs> bag so so they had it rough all we had to do was to run out um, ah. but, uh, but uh, yeah I mean the second day was pretty uneventful 
but overall, yeah, that 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 um, that track is is pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. South Coast track is, is rough. Yeah. So so I did that, and then I thought, well, um, I I really wanted to um, keep going, and and I sort of had in the back of my mind doing the Cradle Mountain Run because yeah. it, it, I'd known about it for a few years, and I knew you had to qualify to do it. Mm-hmm. So having done the South Coast track, I thought, well, okay, we've done, I've done some long distances socially with friends mm-hmm. without really sort of taking it too seriously or going for a time. Have, what, uh, what, if I, what if I try to qualify for South Coast track? So the following year, I, um, I did, did a fair bit of training and, and in 2021, um, in March, I did Gone Nuts, um, yeah. the, the, trace, the run from... Stanley to Wynyard and that mm-hmm. was that was amazing that was such a beautiful day because mm-hmm. like just the people were, were so mm-hmm. lovely and so friendly and that's that's one of the things that you notice when you when you start to do trail running especially long distance trail running like unlike most other sports people are just so supportive and mm. just just glad to see you out there and it's not really a race it's just a, yeah. a chance for people to get out there and enjoy god's creation and they're just looking at everything out there and blowing out and and giving people giving each other advice along the way just having experience uh, Mm. yeah 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 yeah. and 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 my mate dan who you know i started running with back when i got back from japan um you know close to 20 years before um he we had planned to run gone nuts together but he had a he had a, a, a suffered an injury uh in his foot and oh. so he'd been told he couldn't run. Um, and so he crewed for me, uh, which was incredibly generous considering, yeah. you know, the fact that he was injured and it would have been pretty disappointing for him not to be able to do it himself. Oh, totally. Um, but yeah, he was there meeting me at all the aid stations and giving me advice about all the things mm-hmm. I needed to do and how to plan for the next, next, um, next leg. And yeah, that made all the difference. Oh, wow. So the training for that, how did you fit that in? What I assume with three young children mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> did COVID make you, did you used to be an office bound person, like someone who went to an office yep. before COVID and then you yep. became, I assume, you started working from home more often. Did that help with the training for something like nuts? I'm just thinking you're busy. You have to do lots of work. I'm not sure how the, you said you work for the federal government at the moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So I had to, I had to, I had to resign it. Like my office isn't, I'm blessed. Like, you know, it's, again, it's Tassie. We're not that far Mm. away from anything. So, so I wasn't that far away from the office, but um, yeah, for, for gone nuts, um, I did a lot of it very early in the morning and um, you know, the blessing and the curse is that Asher at the time was three years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he would wake up very early in the morning Yeah, and I'm pretty useless first thing in the morning for anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I just put him in the pram and, and uh-huh. would go out for, for, for runs um, for an hour or so most mornings. That's very And cool. then, yeah, yeah, and then and then occasionally, and it it give Lucy a bit more of a rest, and um and then uh, on the weekends I had the the long runs booked in sometimes, but I never did. I, I mean, I, I did a maximum of fifty k's, okay, which is which is about half of the total distance that I was going to have to do. But there's no point going beyond that distance yeah. when you're training because 
it's diminishing returns. Like and you're, you're going to more likely to get out. injured. And, mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I had some really long runs, which were quite taxing. But, um, but yeah, they were. Uh, I, I, I justified the extra time I spent running by saying, "Well, it's good for Asher. He's enjoying himself. <laughs> Lucy gets a rest." <laughs> it's not just a, a selfish me going for a run you know some people oh, have that in their mind which I totally. don't think is is true mm. as a rule yep. <laughs> usually the the person who goes for a run the people in the house are like it's good because they're much better people when they've been for a run <laughs> whether yeah. they've got more energy or they're happier or whatever like we kind of alluded to earlier and you said it you know you feel that um, the running gives a lot to your life and the way mm. you move through life and the way you are with other people and all that, all the other cool things. So, um, yeah, that's really cool. Mm. Um, mm. You, do you prefer running on the trails? Because, you know, you've talked about a couple of runs that are very trail. They're not right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I used to prefer roads mm-hmm. because, and, I, and I, I used to have a bias towards flat roads because like i was saying i mean i i like having the numbers so i like being able to say you know what's my pace is it getting better Mm -hmm. um how does this relate compared to previous runs and things like that and Mm -hmm. and i think there's a point where that becomes unhelpful um Mm -hmm. and i may have crossed into that um at some point during that period um but but yeah the trails I always loved running on the trails, but then I'd get back and look at my pace and think, oh, uh, that, that wasn't actually very good. Yeah. Um, which, which is, uh, you know, it's a complete apples and oranges situation. Um, so, so I, yeah, I, but still, I, I had that inclination to go on the road. Hmm. But as I got, as I've got older, I mean, I'm 43 now, and mm-hmm. I'm sort of realizing that. You know, I'm probably not going to get much faster than I was, mm-hmm. um, even though I've never taken it particularly seriously. I've trained particularly hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's probably not going to get much faster, if at all. And so it just means that the goals change. And so it's less about being able to, to go fast and mm-hmm. have that as a measure of progress and more about endurance and being able to stay out on the feet for longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... How do you find that works with what's going on in your mind now? Because some of that's a lot of what you're talking about there is mind stuff, like in that, you know, whether I'm very focused on the data and then disappointed if the data doesn't measure up to what I think it should versus Mm. going out and having a lovely run in a beautiful environment and, because I think we all actually, this is the devil that we all play with, I think, in our minds sometimes. So um, it's just interesting to talk about and see how other people um, mm. reflect on it. Often when we're sitting around in our, and we're not running and we look at it and we take it out and have a look at it, we realise actually it's the runs where, well, for me anyway, um, mm. where I'm out in the environment and just enjoying it. Maybe the sun's coming up, you know, those early morning runs with with your son and things like that and you get to see the break of the day and things and, and just nobody can ever take those experiences away from you. So I don't, yeah, I get goosebumps just thinking about them. So if I compare yeah. that to say when I ran my fastest in my late twenties, early thirties, I think I still would prefer to be that person running 
in the morning with the sun coming up and having those experiences versus the fast one. Like, yeah. 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 I, I mean, the, the, the thing that blows me out about Dan is that, is that he is a guy who is very, very driven in a number of spheres of his life. Mm-hmm. But then, and, and, and even when he's running, he's, he's fairly focused on his running and, you know, to the point that, that I, mean, I, th- I remember talking to him a few years ago and he wasn't, wasn't super keen on training with other people because, yeah. you know, he had his goals and yeah. he had his plans and he was going to do it. But if you get him out off road, he c- becomes a completely different person. And, and, you know, he just blows out at the, at the scenery and the smells and the flowers yeah. and the birds. Yeah. And he's just like, he's just, he, he's just full of wonder at everything Once. that we can see around it. And it's, and it's just, he, he, he loves it. Um, one time, not long ago, he went into the run, the local running shop and, um, and uh, he went in and one of the people, one of the staff in the shop pointed at him. He said, you're the flower guy. Cause <laughs> he'd seen him out running on the mountain and just picking flowers and smelling them as he ran past. Um, and, and so, so yeah, I think you're right. Like I think, cause I'm not a particularly, you know, poetic person or a particularly mm. like not by nature, a particularly contemplative person, but mm. there's something about getting out into the bush and really having to focus on where your feet are falling because you mm. need to pay attention to what's going on immediately in front of you, otherwise you're going to trip and fall. Mm. That 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 yeah, just just centers you a lot and helps you not to take yourself so seriously. And I think that's one of the big benefits of running. Like you just you just, just learn how to enjoy stuff more. All right. Lots of other questions about running I want to ask you as well. But before I do, we'll talk a bit about the race that you most recently did, which is another long one. As you said, you you did go on nuts in order to qualify for the Overland track, which is 80 something. Is it 86? It's about 80. Yeah, okay. So about 80K. Mm. I've only walked it. I haven't run it. So you you obviously qualified for that after doing gone nuts. So you went straight then into training um i guess you had a year almost or maybe what is it maybe 10 months when was yeah gone, gone nuts or something like March or April? yeah <laughs> yeah so so i had i had i had a bit of an off season um mm-hmm. and and just recovered uh and then i did, did did a half marathon um in the middle of the year last year and then i started training for um gone nuts in Oh, sorry for Greater Mountain Run in the beginning of October. Okay. Um, and straight away, like I, I, I don't know what happened, but I did something to my hip. And, okay. and so my hip really started to hurt, uh, which was a pain. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I managed to get into to a local physio, um, Matt Lancaster, who is amazing. Um, and, and he, he, um, he gave me a very specific set of exercises to to sort of deal with it, and that mm-hmm. that knocked it over pretty quickly. And 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 then I was then I was off and um, training seriously. And I, I I tried a new training plan um, yeah. this time around, running for time rather than for distance, um, and and trying to follow you know different levels of intensity over the course of it. And, was that um, where you were looking more at your heart rate a bit then too? Is that when you came back to? Well, I that... actually, I started, I started trying to run for power 
Um, okay. Because I got a I got a new watch that that had um, a power meter built in, mm-hmm. um, and it approximates running power, and um, that's that's it's actually really good for for running um, off road and especially mm-hmm. up hills and down hills because mm-hmm. because I mean y- your heart rate there's a bit of a delay uh, yeah. before you realize what you're doing and 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 pace is going to be all over the shop by definition, mm-hmm. so so having running power was was really interesting but i realized fairly quickly and i think this is this has been the thing that i've learned especially over the last year or so you know all of those metrics they're only approximations of how you're really feeling Uh and and you know i've heard it said that if you can't if you can't get out there and run with little more than a stopwatch Mm. um then all the other metrics aren't really going to help you because Mm. because ultimately you've got to get better at judging your own perceived effort mm-hmm. and using the other metrics to help you understand how hard you think you're going. Mm. Um, so it's good as a feedback loop to occasionally say, well, you're going a bit too hard um, or you need to ease off a bit or, 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 you know, you can afford to step it up a bit. But, but if you're looking at it every couple of minutes to check, am I doing yeah. okay? Then, then yeah, you're going to. Does that um, like another element of my world is mindfulness and mm. which I'm not that good at, which is why I do so much and talk about it so much. Mm. Um, and, but I use it in my running as well. And mm. what I've been trying very hard to do is to get more in touch with what's going on in my yep. body. And I think what you're saying, which I agree with is a lot of our devices, whether we're listening to things or whether we're looking at our metrics all the time, take us away from what's going on in our body and our minds can do that too, by the way, Mm. you know, we can be off worrying about things or whatever. Um, But what I try and do when I'm running now is actually check in a few times during the run, like just literally in my head, think, okay, how am I just do a little body scan? Just think about it. Okay. How's my shoulders? How are my hips? You know, all those places that get where you can get problems. Um, And I found that's helped a little bit to try and stop that, over you know analyzing things or worrying or whatever so just actually understanding or trying to be in touch with what's going on in your body yep yep 100 100 percent and 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 notwithstanding the the fact that when you're on a trail you need to really keep an eye on where your feet are mm. um for, for me the biggest things have been um uh what i i, I run a lot better when I'm focused less on, you know, what what is my body doing or, or what is my watch telling me it's doing, mm. but I'm focused on the horizon and I'm saying, you know, like fix fixed on a point, this is where I'm going, mm. and and just and just concentrating on that. And and also as far like, you know, no more than um just um feeling feeling my legs sort of pull the ground underneath yeah. me as I go. So pulling it a lot, pulling myself along wow. um, rather than emphasizing the, the muscle use or anything like that. And just, 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 um, yeah, I, I, it was especially mm. this exercise cycle where, where I, I really started to get that kind of um, really relaxed semi euphoric state that a lot of people talk about yeah. when they're running long distances. It's just, it's just, everything's rolling along nicely and, and it's just really lovely to be alive yeah mm. spot on mm. yeah yeah um th- there is something with focus i think and as you were saying that 
then it just it's it reminded me and I think we all know in our everyday life that when you focus on something you kind of you get more of that and you you can make it work more or whatever and so when you were talking then about the the pulling of like just focusing on your feet and and the the pulling there I thought oh that's that's really interesting because um if that's what you're focusing on then then that's what's happening for you rather than oh my legs or my whatever whatever uh, mm. then that can make it worse or or better or whatever. Um, mm. I'm not making a lot of sense, but I think there is um, important element in that. What we focus on is what, what we get more of, I suppose. So if we focus on trying to have a smooth run, I know if sometimes I'm really tired, if I think light, I actually say that to myself in my head, uh, I will start running lighter. You know, you know, when yeah. you're really tired and you're thumping, you can even hear like suddenly you can hear your feet really much louder on the ground. Um, I found that just thinking that focusing on the word light and that makes me run lighter. And so therefore, yeah. Better. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the, ex it's not exciting, but tell us about, well, it is kind of, I've always wanted to do that, right? <laughs> um, tell me what happened a few weeks ago when you went on the Overland track run. Yeah. Well, the, the, the thing is, Michelle, I was, I was running, beforehand and mm. I mean, it's a couple of weeks before things things had started to hurt um in my lower leg and and that was a new thing like I mean I, I'm like I said I was used to used to having pain in my knees mm. I'd, I'd been to the physio and sorted that out it was it was like the classic thing of sort of the 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 inner quads being lazy and mm. the outer quads being overdeveloped and my kneecap not tracking right so i'd got that fixed um I'd, I'd done stuff like to my ankles before and 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 sprained my ankle um rolling rolling on a rock um mm -hmm. you know got that fixed and then my hip had gone but but that had been resolved so i was feeling pretty good but then i started getting a new pain sort of just below my knee on the left leg um, and it felt like, you know, there was something pulling or I'd, 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 I'd sprained something or, you know, it just wasn't quite right. Mm. Um, but it was, it, I'd go for a run and it did sort of get better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been trying to work on kind of pain tolerance and, and manage that kind of stuff. All the stuff that you were talking about, about mindfulness mm. and that kind of focusing on the goals that I do want and trying mm -hmm. to ignore the things that are a distraction. And so I've, I've found that like, you know, even in the lead up to, to the run, when, when, I, when I went out and even when I was doing interval training or something like that, after a while it would settle down mm. um, and then it would feel sore the, the, for the rest of the day or something like that, but that wasn't uncommon. And so, um, well, uncommon, I should say that I, I felt some kind of pain after running. Yeah. But anyway, so, so but but it started to get really sore in the week beforehand and mm -hmm. so i just stopped running altogether i was i was in a tapering period anyway so i needed mm -hmm. i should probably rest up but I, I did a couple of bike rides that was fine um it started to settle down wasn't hurting too much it's feeling a bit sore um, mm -hmm. but i was talking to to people on the day beforehand as we traveled up on the bus and um you know met a few people and was just saying yeah it's pretty it's pretty sore but um I don't know. I, I mean, I think I'll be all right. Um, and, you know, people are being encouraging and say, ah, oh, yeah, look, once you're on, on the on the track, you'll feel fine. It's no big deal. And so, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. 
and so mm. I headed out. I headed out on the Saturday morning, so so very early in the morning, and it was still dark, and it's a bunch of people in sort of a half light who were milling around at the at the start line, getting ready near to start just near the the Waldheim huts um, up at Crater Mountain, and real excitement and and real sort of friendly friendliness and camaraderie, and uh, and um, so the there was an announcement and the the um, race organizers got ready to call it and called it and there was a fair bit of self-seeding and we took off mm -hmm. uh, headed out along along the duck board and um uh and we were off and lovely bunch of people really friendly i i, I deliberately hung back quite a lot because i was mm -hmm. thinking well if things blow up i need to don't want to slow anyone down so i'll take it easy but after about five k's i started to feel a bit better and things were loosening up and I was, mm -hmm. I was moving. Okay. And I was thinking, okay, this, this could work. I could, I could have fun with this. And, and we hit the top of Marion's lookout quite a bit quicker than I thought, which is early on in the run. And it's actually mm -hmm. the highest point in the run. Mm -hmm. um, and I was thinking, Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Like, you know, the worst of it's over. You could say maybe <laughs> a bit. Um, and, and, <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. That's right. And, and, and then, and then I, I, I sort of loosened up a bit and especially on the downhills, I was having a great time just sort of cruising downhills and I started overtaking a couple of people and I was, I was feeling really good. I got to waterfall Valley hut. Uh, so it's about 10 Ks in and um, still feeling okay. Refilled the water bottles. Um, I, I was using, um, you know, nutrition in the water. So, mm -hmm. so just using powder. And mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, and took off and, got to Windermere and, and, and I'd been sort of seesawing with someone uh, over the, between Waterfall Valley and, and Windermere. And um, I, I, I wasn't sure what to do at that point, um, but, but there was a guy who had, had gone off to Windermere to refill his water bottle and the guy behind me pulled off and I thought, you know what, I'm feeling pretty good. I think I'll keep going. And that was that was my first big mistake because okay. I didn't realise, but the, between that hut, Windermere hut and the next hut where the next water was was about 16 k's mm. and so I was short of water and I only realized it a, you know a little way on a couple of k's on and I thought oh should I go back and get the water no I'll keep going mm. um and it was about four or five three or four k's after that that it really started to hurt mm. um I had a fall I don't know if that contributed to it mm -hmm. but my leg really started to ache and yeah. then, and then a couple of things happened, and I'd stop for a second. And then when I started up, it was just murder to get going again. And and I, you know, stood stood still for a minute. The leg hurt. Tried walking, the leg hurt. And so I just sort of tried to to limp um, on. Um, and and uh, you know there was nothing else for it but to try and get to mm. Pelion Hut yeah. because that's the first sort of exit point. Mm. um so so yeah short of water leg really sore not knowing what was going on um I just sort of limped my way the next 10ks to get to 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 Pelion Hut and 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 um a few people overtook me at that point and um I stopped for a minute talked to the volunteers refilled the water bottles mm -hmm. drank as drank as much water as I possibly could in one hit and um 
yeah, for the rest of the day, that was trying to play catch up on my hydration because I felt mm. like I, I was dehydrated. And, and because all my nutrition was in the water, I, I hadn't probably hadn't had, hadn't had enough calories to, to, to make up for what I'd lost in the running. Mm. Popped a couple of Voltaren and uh, thought, well, I mean, if I go out the Arm River track, it's going to be another 20 Ks and it's not yeah. much, that's not going to be much fun anyway. I might as well try and keep going. Um, and, you know, the next is Pelion, uh, up to the top of um, Pelion. The and, and, and then and down the to Cura. That's right. And, and so the worst of it was actually when I was on the flat. Going uphill wasn't too bad. Going downhill, wow. funnily enough, wasn't too bad either. Um, but it was trying to push off on the flat with my calf muscles when things would really, oh. really hurt. So I thought, well, I'll get up and down and then I'll work out what I'm going to do next. And mm-hmm. got to Kiora and, and, and refilled the water bottle again and caught up with another guy. He was, he was doing all right, but doing it a bit tough and was getting the poles out at that point. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking, gee, it'd be nice to have some poles. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But anyway, uh, plugged on and, and to be honest, from there to Narcissus was a bit of a blur. Um, yeah. I just remember coming, coming down from Windy Ridge, like it took mm-hmm. forever to get to Windy Ridge and just, mm-hmm. just nothing, it didn't seem to want to show up. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I eventually got there and then thought, okay, it's not from, from Windy Ridge to Narcissus, um, you know, when I get to Narcissus, there's only 20 Ks to go. Yeah. And um, it was supposed to be mostly downhill, and, uh, but it was just, it was a bit torturous um, and, and slow. Stopped at Narcissus. I, I managed to get to Narcissus. I could have taken the ferry out there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really tell the volunteers about how much pain I was in, but I was just sort of saying in passing, oh, gee. The ferry's looking pretty good right now. And it was about three o'clock in the afternoon and I could have just, just hung out there for a couple of hours uh-huh. and rested and then taken the ferry. The volunteer said, oh, yeah, but you'll kind of regret it if you don't, if you don't finish. And, mm-hmm. and I thought, yeah, she's right. And um, I, I stopped for a little while and, and they, someone had actually brought in some Coke and mm-hmm. some watermelon and it was the best watermelon <laughs> that I ever tasted. I love watermelon um, in the middle uh, of the run. It's amazing. <laughs> unbelievable. It's just manna from heaven. Wow. And, and, I, and I just sort of took it easy for a while. And then the clincher was that um, one of the teachers from my son's school showed up. And, and I don't think he'd been taking it particularly seriously. He was just, oh, I'll, I'll have a crack at it. He'd, he'd qu- managed to qualify. He didn't have a particular time in mind. He was just having a go. And I thought, oh, man, I've got to keep <laughs> up with, with him, with Nick. And so I took off and, and yeah, like that was, that was again, like it was just, I, 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 was, I was barely moving. I was sort of limping along um, and thinking, I've done something. I don't know what it is. I must have pulled mm. a muscle really badly um, mm. or, or torn, like damaged a tendon or something. So mm. there was a fair bit of duckboard. And then from there, um, the thing around Lake St. Clair, I mean, it's a glacial lake. So mm. there's deep ravines cut into, cut into the side. So, so it's ba- the, the track winds backwards and forwards and up and down. And it wasn't actually as bad as I remembered it being um, okay. in past years when I'd done it because, because there'd been a fair bit of track work and, and there'd been bridges mm. um, put in by, by Parks and Wildlife across some of the ravines. 
thank you Parks and Wildlife for that. That's <laughs> it's a lifesaver. Um, and so, so I didn't have to climb and descend because, because by that point, even though going up and down was probably not quite as hard on the leg, I was just exhausted mm. yeah. um, as we all were. And um, yeah, stopped then partway around when you get to Echo Point and hung out there for a while. A few people more passed me. Um, I managed to get past Nick at one stage and then he passed me at, <laughs> at, at Echo Point. And I thought, oh man, <laughs> Nick. So, so I kept going and um, yeah, and, and, and it was, um, yeah, was one, one guy passed me, he was doing a great job and I said, yeah, well done, mate, you're moving well. And he said, yeah, good on you, so are you. And I, and I said, I'm, I thought to myself, that's got to be a lie. I cannot be moving well at this point at all. And, um, but, but, you know, there's a lot that kicked in and, 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 and you know, there's so much about running. It's just like, you know, even at that point and even in the, in the pain, you, there's, you've got a goal and, and the, the trick is just not to stop. Mm. You know, that's, that's all. You're going to get there eventually. As long as you can put one foot in, the, in front of the other, you get, you're going to make it in the end. Mm. Um, and, and there's so much stuff in life where there's, there's a lot of stuff that's uncertain and, mm-hmm. and there's so much stuff where, I mean, this is what we were talking about before, how, how running makes you i think a better person such as you are um or such as i am i should say um that that the the perseverance that you have to learn when you're running applies in other situations yeah where the the outcome is far less certain you don't Mm -hmm. know if things are going to turn out all right Mm -hmm. but you have this sense that if you if you stick at it um you've got a better chance of things turning out well than than if you give up exactly Um, and so, so I, I, I just kind of kept going and, um, uh, yeah, managed to, to get to the road section. Mm-hmm. Um, I sped up a fair bit when I, when I got to the, to sort of the wide dirt, dirt yeah. road, but, but it's like with everything else when, when you're on a long run, it's just the last, the last couple of Ks. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. Yeah. Um, it's the, the, the last couple of Ks always feels the same. It always feels like murder. Just, just to try and get to the last, the last bit. A lot and, longer um, than it should be. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh, for sure. And so, and you know, like there's, there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of verses from the Bible that sort of spring to mind in moments like that. You know, I can do all, all things through Him who strengthens mm-hmm. me, and, and things like that. And so, so that, that becomes a big part of it as well because, you know, the Bible actually refers to. Um, training and athletics mm. and, and 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 being an athlete as 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 the as the metaphor for the christian life you know mm. persevering towards the goal you know um keeping an eye on where your focus should be and and, and working out what's important and, and focusing on that and heading towards that and and not getting distracted so so yeah uh, that was sort of in the back of my mind and, and i kept going and managed to limp over the line um and of course like i mean i was at that point, I was just like, well, I felt like I was kind of just like everyone else. Everyone else was in varying degrees yeah. of pain. Collapsed. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I didn't feel like I had any kind of reason to, to have a whinge about it or anything like that. And, yeah. um, and, uh, and, and my wife, Lucy, met me and, and um, one of the race organisers helpfully said, yeah, look, I mean, they, they saw how I was walking and said, mm. you might want to hop into hop into um, Lake Sinclair for a couple of minutes just to cool off. A few of us have done that. And so I just sort of, <laughs> Took the sh- uh, left the shoes on actually they were stinking anyway 
and just <laughs> waded into Lake St. Clair, yeah. and just rested the legs for a while. And that was enough to, to sort of get me into the car and, and get back. So then you came home. Yep. How did you feel the next day? Um, well, I've actually got a photo of what my leg looked like. Looked, looked, looked like. It, was, it was pretty badly swollen. And, and there was just this, this red patch um, uh, sort of uh, growing on the top of my leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, oh, that looks like there's some bleeding there. I don't know what's happened, but something's bleeding. Um, so I've clearly done something and found it pretty hard to walk. Yeah. Um, and I just sort of limped around. Um, yeah, Lucy and the kids were, were, were very kind to me and and um, just let me sit on the couch for most of the day and people were very friendly and kind and helpful and, and I got to just sit around. Um, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and look and at your I leg. Get, yeah, that's right. And then by that night, like, you know, most of my calf was um, was sort of reddish brown and then I got mm-hmm. up the following day and over the next few days, like the whole leg just basically turned brown oh. um, and, and I'm such a, white guy that it's like it you know I can tell that's that's not a tan um <laughs> so yeah it, it it looked it looked pretty bad so you went to the doctor I assume no no oh, okay. I didn't I, I probably I probably should have um and and I and I met a doctor friend of mine the the the, the Friday following and and said because I had a I had a tentative appointment with the physio booked Mm-hmm. Um, because it had been hurting prior to me running mm. um uh and so i said oh look I'll, I'll go and see the physio and and he said well but you're saying it was pretty bruised and i said yeah like it, it was a pretty big bruise it was pretty impressive i was quite <laughs> pleased with myself for that one and he said but how do you know you haven't got a deep vein thrombosis and you went and i thought oh well that's a <laughs> good don't. point <laughs> um i hadn't really thought of that uh and and so he said well what's going on? Is it, is it, is it still hurting? Uh, like, is it, is, is this, is the bruising going down? And I said, um, yeah, I think so. It's not quite as sore as it was. And he said, oh, mm-hmm. well, you'll probably be all right then. Okay. And, uh, and so that was it. And, 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 um, and then the, and so then it was another week after that, that I actually finally got into the physio and um, Matt, lovely bloke really kind and and he's just the lovely thing about him is that he doesn't try like he he wouldn't have tried to stop me from running if Mm. i if i if i wanted to run um and he was he was pleased for me that i that i'd made it through and took a look at the leg and and said yeah look i'm not gonna waste your time i i I reckon you've got a stress fracture i reckon you you overdid it um in the lead up to the run and and you've 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 got a stress fracture and and so then I went to the went to the um radiology just down the road and, mm-hmm. and got the x-ray and you know, the radiographers don't usually give much away because they, no. they need to leave it for the the doctors to to give the verdict but I wanted to know what was going on so I said well, I'm just trying to rule out a stress fracture what do you reckon and she said um <laughs> I can't really say but, but. um I, I think I found the problem uh and and so she she pulled it up on the screen and showed it to me and yeah like it was like my fibula the little bone in the in the the the, the little shin bone yeah um was was completely um cracked it was like right through so it was broken right through the the completely displaced 
Yeah. I mean, and, I don't know anything uh, about yeah. stress factors. I mean, I have heard about them and I've probably had little ones in my feet before. Um, mm. But I picture them as just being like a small thing rather than yours sounds like a break. Is it like, was yours not a stress factor? It's a break. It was, it was, I mean, I think, I think what it is, is, is there's a different, like, I mean, I think stress fractures, I'll, 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 actually, I don't know the definitions, I'm, I, but, mm. but, I, but as far as I know, I think the difference is that a stress fracture is where like repeated stress okay. on the bone has eventually caused the bone itself to fracture yeah. rather than it being some kind of an acute event, like, like a, a blow. Like if you fought like one of the falls that you had, yeah. if that had caused it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Mm. So, so um and 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 the the orthopedic surgeon confirmed later on that it was a stress fracture. So I think what okay. that means is that it was through overuse and overtraining mm-hmm. that that the damage was done. It was like that but, before you started, like yeah, as you said, really sore the couple of weeks leading up to it. That's right. Yeah. But but clearly staying on it all day was not a particularly good idea, mm-hmm. and um and and it it it, it yeah it, it had thoroughly thoroughly broken itself. Yeah. Um, so what's the healing, um, recovery process? Like, like, how do you fix it? (laughs) Somewhere, somewhere between six to 12 weeks of rest. So do you, is it plastered or anything? Do they have to plaster it? So because it's, so is it, it's not, um, it's a a little bit out of alignment. Yeah, It's a little bit out of alignment, but, but not enough for it to really need surgery or, or like it's a difficult spot to put a plaster cast on. Um, And yeah, the orthopedic surgeon um, spoke to my GP about it and, Mm -hmm. and um, didn't charge me, which was amazing. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, he, he, he um, basically laid out what had happened um, and, and said, yeah, look, there's no point going for a cast or anything like that. Um, the tibia is intact Mm -hmm. so so that's so you the the leg should be able to bear weight Um, Mm -hmm. you just need to rest it thoroughly for six to twelve weeks and and it should come back right as rain wow yeah (laughs) so this you're kind of lucky as well it kind of feels like you just get a little break you would have had a bit of a break after that long run anyway a couple of weeks (laughs) so you just didn't throw another 10 weeks on top of it yeah, incredibly, incredibly <laughs> blessed. Yeah, I mean, Hanny Alston says that you should you should take a week off for every ten k's in your oh, race, wow. which seems like a lot. But I mean, I think it's active recovery. But yeah. um, but, yeah. but you know, you don't you don't run mm. uh, like if you've if you've done eighty k's, you don't run for eight weeks. Wow. So yeah, mm, so I don't think I've, I've ever done that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just thinking no. No, <laughs> it's like, take a few steps. Oh, yep, I'm okay. <laughs> Let's go. Got to keep going. Off we go. That's right. It's the funniest thing. All right. Mm. One of the questions that I ask people is, have you ever had an injury that stopped you running? <laughs> and, um, how does it make you feel like when you can't run? So obviously running has been quite a big part of your life on and off since mm. you were 23. Mm. Um, now that you, I don't know if you, it did seem to me just with some of our conversation that maybe there have been periods where you haven't run for maybe, you know, 12 weeks or whatever, but not necessarily in the last few years, you've been mm. a pretty constant, at least you've had a goal mm. going towards. Um, so how do you feel at the moment knowing that you have this enforced kind of, does it make you want to run more? <laughs> I think it does. Like definitely. Like I think, I think it's, it's one thing to deliberately take a break and go, oh, it's nice yeah. to have a bit of a break, but it's, it's another thing to not, be able to do it mm, and, and to have that taken away from you so 
I mean, I've got to try and change my attitude so that I don't get upset about mm. that. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, uh, yeah, I, I imagine that somewhere in the next few weeks, I'm probably going to get a bit antsy um, mm. and pretty keen to get out, especially once the leg starts to feel a bit better and like I can run on it. I assume you can cycle. Can you swim? Not, I don't not know. Or really. Is that all a bit too much? Maybe I could swim. Mm. I just don't like swimming. Oh, <laughs> I've got a water running belt that I've only used once. <laughs> yeah, that's, maybe that's an option. I mean, I, I, I did. I, I between the run and and going to the physio, I did try and go out on the bike, but even okay. that was just too too much strain because because, of the because pull and push, that's yeah and the and the calf like you've got to you know exert use your calf mm. muscles unless unless you were putting your heel on the pedals or something like that but that'd be a bit weird mm. so so yeah no probably no cycling um so i probably will just kind of start from scratch yeah in, in another seven weeks or so have you got a goal for you know another six months eight months down the track or something well i said to lucy the other day I'd kind of like to do it again to, to, without a broken leg to see if I could improve my time. I'd like cool. to I think I could. And, and she, was, she was remarkably supportive considering, um, which, is, which is wonderful because, you know, it does, does take a fair bit of time, especially on yeah. the weekends, to train for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll take it easy for a while and just, just, mm. just see how it comes back. But, um, might yeah, maybe I, yeah. yeah, yeah, come up October. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, tell me. What's I going to say? Yeah. How long do you think you will run for once you can start running again <laughs> in your life? Is this something that you see always in your life running? Definitely. Mm-hmm. I would say, I'd it's say um, until such time as it becomes abundantly clear to me that running is a really bad idea uh, for mm-hmm. whatever reason, like, I, you know, it's a, yeah. I have joints that wear out or something like that. Um, you know, even a, even a setback like this, the benefits that I've seen from running for both my mental health and my physical health have been so much that I think it's, it's yeah, it's made a huge, huge difference hmm. to the way I see things and the way I go through life. And so I can't really imagine not running permanently. Um, if it becomes clear that, 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 that I'm never going to run again for whatever reason, for something that happens, then sure, I'll move on to something else. I'll, I'll I'll do something else, but until such time and, and, you know, I don't know, I I don't, I don't know if we even really know what kind of age is an appropriate time to stop. I don't know if there is an appropriate time to stop. I think it's it's, (laughs) not in my mind anyway, but yeah, I think that's a personal choice probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't think there's a time where it says that's it <laughs> no more running yeah that's right it's unseemly yeah. <laughs> for some reason <laughs> no no absolutely not and and my mum's my mum's pretty fit uh she always has been she's always oh, been awesome. fairly like she, she doesn't she doesn't run but she dances yeah um and oh, wow. so, she, so so yeah she's still going so yeah i don't see why i can't good genetics that's Maybe. what i like now um one question that i ask everyone most people uh, but you've probably kind of answered it in some of the things we've talked about because it's been quite broad Mm. but I always like to ask it if you didn't if you weren't running um Mm. what do you think your your life would be missing i.e what has your has running given you and I think you've already probably made that statement a few times about what you think running's given your life 
Mm. Um, I, I mean, I, I think that uh, especially, I, I think in terms of my work, mm-hmm. um, my ability to, like, I, I really think like my ability to think quicker, um, yeah. not that I'm a particularly quick thinker, but, but my ability to, to learn new things, try new things in my work mm-hmm. and stay um, fairly curious and and willing to try new stuff I think is is due at least in part to my running mm-hmm. um, a word you could use there would be more, like agile perhaps? yes yeah probably yeah yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. a good way to describe mm-hmm. it um, uh, in terms of my relationships with my family um, I think I think there would be just uh, probably less patience mm-hmm. on my part and and just less less um availability for for my wife and kids mm. um and um yeah just just I, I i think it's it's i mean who knows like what what i would be like otherwise there'd probably be something else and and i'd probably really enjoy that but yeah but but there's something very very natural and very um engaging and 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 very centering about running that I mm. think I'd, I'd really miss if I didn't have it yeah so um the fact that your um boys are looking like they're enjoying a little bit of running mm. um we talk a little bit sometimes especially with parents um in the podcast about that example that we provide um the kids and even if they don't take it up when they're little kids it's always as you said before, your mum's fit. So just because you don't dance, but you still recognise her as, you know, half of you, <laughs> just because mm, that's how mm. genetics work, um, mm. then you know that's available to you to be fit and then you just, the way that looks in you is running. I mean, that's sort of how I digest some of those things. So I think, um, do you think much about the example you're giving your children with the running? I, I do because, I mean, um, my dad is sort of a counterpoint in the sense that he was also quite fit, okay. but only when he was motivated to be. And yeah. so, and he also sort of treated his body as a bit of a finite resource. So, so if I use up my aerobic capacity doing a particular kind of activity, mm-hmm. then I won't have it for other parts of life. So, okay. so um, the, the sort of the growth mindset that comes with running, if I train, I will have more aerobic capacity yeah. to devote to other pursuits. It almost feels um, like a, a juxtaposition, but so many people even on the podcast have said that exact same thing. You know, yeah. that it gives, even though we're giving it energy, it actually gives us back more than more energy than we give it. It gives us more energy for the, everything else that we do. It doesn't re- exhaust us for our life. Yeah, that's right. And I really hope the boys see that. I think mm. they do. Um, yeah, I, I think the, the, the challenge for, for especially my younger younger one, the Ben who's 10 years old, is, is trying to get him to run a little bit less. He's always pushing to try and go for a personal best in terms of distance. Yeah. So so the other day he just took off and 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 ran along the Rivulet track in Hobart for like back and forth and back and forth for 15 Ks or something like that. And I had to say, no, mate, don't, don't you don't have to go that Do far. Do you like, want a stress fracture? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Learn from my example. So, um, yeah, sure. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but I think by not pushing it too much, I think is good because, because otherwise, you know, you don't want yeah. them to sort of get, go away from it because this is dad's thing and he's trying to get yeah. me into it and it's not my thing, but yes, exactly. allowing them to discover it for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, because I've got um, a few children and they haven't all been runners, but I, but they all have had a go at running. Mm. 
and they're mostly adults now and but I do see that they all go and have a run every now and then if they if it fits into whatever they're doing in their life and I just think well it, it's a, in their toolbox if you like mm. it's it's something that they have access to because they believe it's you know it, um, something that's part of them in some way which is good yeah so good job um before we go there's a couple of things because I've already held up a lot of your time um is there anything about running that we haven't mentioned that we should have that you'd like to share um No, I think I think we've pretty much covered it. I mean, it's 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 you know, if 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 the purpose of the podcast is is to encourage people to run mm -hmm. for physical and mental health, then all I can say is that, yeah, look, it is a wonderful thing for so many reasons for all the things that we've been talking about. And um, uh, I I I do I in some ways like I I do wish I'd started again earlier. I'd say mm -hmm. um, not that it's turned out badly for me by any stretch, but. Uh -huh um if if someone had been around to tell me slow down you don't have yeah. to go all out every time mm -hmm. um i think that would have made a a, a big difference earlier and mm -hmm. and i think that's something i'm trying to instill in my kids that i uh, just just take it easy and have fun with it mm. a lot yeah. of um even you know the i've had amy lampret on as well mm. and and a few other um, people actually even pat farmer has said um on the podcast walking is fine <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah that's right you know uh, especially trail running but mm. you know i'd even say any kind of running can include walking <laughs> you know it mm. doesn't have to be you know i ran from a to b and i didn't walk at all it's fine you can you still call yourself a runner even if you do some walking it's cool it must yeah 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 must include some walking i reckon yeah yeah especially sure. in trail running <laughs> mm. <laughs> but even if you're not running on the trails um mm. all right let's wrap this up um tips for beginner runners what would you say to someone who came to you and said Chris I'd really like to start running where do you think I should start I mean I have told like like a few years ago I would have said I would highly recommend as you start out get yourself a heart rate monitor so that you can keep track of things and, and notice like that but I think like in as as I've got older and I've realized that it, that can be a both a blessing and a curse I think the thing is just just always start out running slower than you think you need to just yeah. slow down and take it easy and and like you know uh it, you will probably i mean i certainly felt like i was running at a uh, like a at, at an enormously slow pace mm -hmm. when i started out mm -hmm. but i think everyone does do that and mm -hmm. and you know you, if you if you start out slow you get quick much faster than if you try and go quick mm -hmm. Because then you'll go very yep. slow. Because you'll probably right. to stop at some point. Yeah, yeah. You, you'll either hate it or you'll hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, and that's not good. All right. Mm. Well, thank you, Chris. It has been a delight to get to know you, and to um, thank you for sharing your stories. They've been um, quite entertaining and inspirational, and almost a bit shocking. <laughs> your, your poor leg. Uh, but I do appreciate you spending some time with us and sharing your love of running. So thank you. A pleasure thanks michelle thank you for listening to the fit mind fit body podcast i'd love to talk to you about your running journey so send me a message on facebook or on the website and let's do it for a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and i'll see you there 
Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.